This episode of Star Lost Seas is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Do you have a podcast idea and don't know where to host it? Head over to Anchor.fm to get a free account, hosting, and distribution for your podcast. That's Anchor.fm, or go to the Anchor mobile app. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Star Lost Seas, a D&D podcast. You can catch a new episode every Monday, so be sure to follow and enjoy. Hello, everybody. I am Cryo Lane. And this is my lovely party, starting off on a brand new campaign, the name of which is yet to be revealed. I am your DM for the day. I'm going to have fun. Haven't DM'd in so long. It's going to be an absolute shit show. I'm very excited. <laughs> Can we all introduce ourselves, starting by the person on my screen, who will be to my immediate right, left, perspective, K. Hello. Um, my name is Kay. Uh, you also might know me as Kay Meister. You probably don't know me, but hello. Uh, <laughs> you just just call me Kay. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. To Kay's immediate side, Az. I'm Oz, uh, short for Ozeroff. That You also probably don't know me either, but yeah. But he rocking a dope jacket. You ain't Below me is the lady herself, uh, Numawik. Hello, my name is Ray. A.K.A. Yeah, that was a it. fantastic <laughs> introduction. The man behind me, the star of the show. Uh, I assume you guys know me, considering I'm the one publishing this, but yeah, it's me, Glitch Streams Noah. What's up? <laughs> fuck, fuck you! And last, but absolutely never least, especially right here where it counts the most. My main man, Dargan Dargans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I go by Ian. Um, and most of you probably know me as Ian. Uh, and I'm, I'm super excited to be able to sit at the table with all you guys and play alongside of you. So, Yay. For context, Ian is our DM in our other campaign that we kind of do just on, on the side. Um, so this is going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm excited to see the differences in how we DM. <laughs> It's exciting. I'm, I'm excited, excited if I will ever face retribution in the other campaign for something I do to do <laughs> in this campaign. <laughs> no, you, you, you leave those separate. You leave that at the table. Okay, there you go. Leave it at the t- <laughs> this is a majority homebrew campaign. Classes are taken. Uh, rules are taken. But the whole universe is brand new. So I will introduce us with a grand scope to begin with. We are going to begin our adventure... In the world of Starloss, that is the name of the planet you are on, you are currently on the continent of Esp. It is the largest and primary continent on the planet and is currently home to two major powers. The one that you are in is the Stonekeeper Empire. The Stonekeeper Empire is thousands of years old. It was forged by a pact between dwarves and humans, and it has become the military and economic powerhouse of the entire planet. Everyone knows about the Empire. Everyone fears or loves the Empire. And you're all in it. Unfortunately, about six months ago, there was a cataclysmic event now referred to as the Awakening, when a series of other completely non-related adventurers happened to awaken an ancient evil and almost destroy the Empire and the entire world. And in retribution for that, the Empire has recently banded together to make any magic they don't approve of completely outlawed. They have listed any magical beings, creatures, peoples 
or users who are not approved directly by the emperor and his council as unreliables. And you can be arrested or killed on sight by both guardsmen and bounty hunters unleashed by the empire. We are beginning specifically in the coastal city of Reyesti. Reyesti, about a hundred years ago, became an amazing, flourishing capital of trade. The empire has left it pretty much alone. They don't want to mess with the trade. They don't want to screw up their money. But it's getting to the point now, a few months into this new law, that they're going to have to start buckling down on it. It's the last safe place in the entire empire for anyone who uses magic. We are starting very specifically in the mid-morning. The haze is finally wearing off. The sun is finally coming out. The city is a patch of old buildings and new buildings. All of the money flowing in in the last century has made them start building things, but it still has that feel of a, an old fishing village that the, the locals don't want to let go of. We are starting in the Gull's Crook Inn, specifically in a bedroom on the second floor where there is a very small gnome sitting on his bed that he got the night before. Ian, do you want to introduce and describe your character? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm playing a gnome artificer named Twink Tensaker. He's going to be talking with an Irish accent because that's what he grew up knowing. He's a forest gnome. He's about two feet tall, uh, slightly a little bit taller than two feet, and weighs about 30 pounds. Uh, he's in his young adult primary, uh, primary maturity, so he still looks quite young. However, he's 34 years old. Uh, and for gnomes, that is young. However, for most people, it's not. So that's 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 uh, that's Twink. He's got auburnish red hair. He kind of combs it back with his hand backwards towards his uh, towards his left as well. Does he get that kind of like slick sixties uh, sort of? But it goes backwards to the side to the left as well. Ooh, okay. So it almost kind of kind of swoops over the side. Uh, he's also got a uh, a, a beard sort of. Um, it, it's mostly just stubble. He tries to keep it trimmed out. So okay, very nice. So Twink, we are starting with you. You are in the room you rented the previous night in this tavern you arrived to the city very recently what do you want to do well the first thing i want to do is head downstairs and try to get some food all right so you head downstairs you're immediately met by the horrific smell of cooking fish and not well cooking fish like they're just throwing whatever they can on a fire they're feeding dozens of sailors who have come in for midday and are planning to leave again in the afternoon once the sun has sort of settled a bit. It's busy, it's bustling. There are two people working the entire tavern in the lower half of the inn. What do you want to do? Well, being as our uh, Twink mostly has a Napoleon complex, he's going to try to get someone's attention. Uh, hello! Hey! Down here! Down here! Uh, you struggle for a few moments to get some attention. Everybody, they're they're busy with all of the sailors who are at this level, and you are at this level. So they're just they're just like they're hearing shouting, but they are not connecting it. Gotcha. I'm gonna I'm gonna look to one of the uh, the sailor lads, and I'm gonna give him a nice little punch to the kneecap, get his attention. What the hell's a little runt like you doing underfoot? Well, excuse me, sir, but I couldn't help but be attracted by your smell of salt. I'm on the ocean all day, little hole digger. I smell like pride. Well, will you do me a favor then, Mr. Pride? 
might as well. Can you get the uh, barkeep's attention for me? I'd like some food. Oh, fuck that up. He just whistles loud as he can, and immediately a woman across the bar. You son of a bitch, I'll be with you when I'm ready! Ah. I don't think you're getting her attention immediately. Yeah, I see that. Uh. Okay, bye! <laughs> uh, so you separate. Uh, unless you decide to do anything else, there is an empty table that has mishmashed, like, food and half-drunk tankards on it, but no one's sitting there. Yeah, uh, uh, Twink's gonna go take a seat out. He's gonna kind of, like, take his arm. He's gonna, like, scoot stuff to one side of the table. Nice little clean area in front of him. Okay. The moment you get up in a seat and your your head is clearly above table level, uh, within about 15 seconds after that barmaid goes and shouts at that sailor who shouts back at her, turns right to you. Ah. <sighs> You! You're the one that got the room last night. What can I do for you? Breakfast, lunch, what do you need? Not fish. You're in a town on the side of the sea. Your options I'm sure are... you've got something that's not fish. I've got jerky. Yeah. If, do you see me? You think I don't eat jerky? Give me some jerky. All right. She steps away to go get your jerky out of the back, but she's also getting orders for another couple of people. You're probably going to be alone for about five minutes. It wouldn't be the first time. You gonna you gonna try and do anything in those five minutes, or you just gonna wait for nope, your jerky? I'll be waiting. While you are waiting for your jerky, we are going to cut upstairs to the room that was immediately adjacent to you, where stirring from his trance now is a high elf sorcerer who looks just a little worse for the wear. Noah, do you want to introduce your character? Yeah, so I am playing a high elf sorcerer uh, named Socrates in shoes. And Sox is, you know, High Elf who is very unfortunately cursed with lycanthropy. Uh, and so he used to be a professor at the Academy of High Magic before he was mugged and unfortunately kicked out uh, for attacking. And so... What's, what's he look like? He is... Uh, a little above, I believe I said five nine ish, um, and you know, again looks a little worse for wear. Got about a five a permanent five o'clock shadow. Uh, he's got a, a little pair of glasses, and he's got short brown hair, more of a lean build than truly muscular, but at the same time, you can tell he's defined in a way. Uh, and he's also wearing a nice navy suit that is. Well, it used to be nice. Uh, and so, Socks rises um, and struggles for a little bit to catch his bearings. He's still very groggy, realizes all the noise going on downstairs, and sighs to himself and walks out of his room to head downstairs. You head downstairs, you're met with the same chaotic scene that Twink was. There are soldiers and sailors everywhere. Everybody's eating. The smell is terrible. It's really lively in almost a pleasant way, but it's not exactly your cup of tea. You feel kind of gross looking at it. And gross as he feels, he 
he once again kind of sighs to himself and slinks around sort of the perimeter of the room to try and hunt down another waitress, possibly to get even food or just water as he just arrived in the town not too long ago. Uh... As you are slinking around the edge of the crowd to try and get the attention of a waitress, you get sort of close to the door that goes back into the kitchen just as a brunette waitress bursts out of it with two tankards and a plate covered in jerky. And she almost bumps into you. Uh, Immediately, just, what are you doing? I don't have room for this. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize, ma'am. I'm just trying to... Stop your sputtering. Do you want something, or are you just trying to get out? Water and and maybe some trout would be nice. You, the only water we have here is salt water. Do you want something alcoholic, or do you want something light? Light, please. Find a seat. I'll find you with your light. And then she walks off with her tankards and her jerky. And you see her immediately basically toss the jerky down. It lands perfectly in front of this little gnome sitting at this table. And it is the only table that is not full of big, burly sailors or guards at the moment. Socks kind of shakes off the fact that there's a lot of chaos going on and walks over to that table, considering that it is probably the only place he could find a seat. Socks walks up to you, Twink. Can I help you? Do do you mind if I I sit here? Say it with a little gusto, my friend. Do you mind if I sit here? Go ahead. And Sox kind of slips into the seat next to him. What's your name? Uh, Socrates in shoes. Sorry, what? Socrates. Socrates. In shoes. And, And what? Inches. Okay. And what about yours? You can call me Twink. A, a pleasure, Twink, and he extends his hand. Uh, and Twink goes to extend his, and it doesn't reach across the table to you. He leans a little further and grabs his hand, <laughs> shakes it. Uh, there are two more empty seats at the table, but one of them has all of the tankards pushed over to that side of the table. <laughs> Your options are dirty tabletop or not dirty tabletop. <laughs> I feel like I should give you the option though. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hope it's the not dirty tabletop. That's up to that's up to where it's you sit. That's what you say. I've already sat down at the same table as him. <laughs> okay, you sat down at the yeah. table. Yeah. You sat down at the Okay. <laughs> Alright, so the two of you are sitting together in the tavern. Do you want to converse? Do you want to look around? Either of you want to do anything? Yeah, I can't help but notice the ears there, friend. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm a high elf. That's just real weird. You don't usually see your kind with this. Uh, the, you, you, you know, everyone's got their genetics. Yes, and yours is without that. It, it is mighty strange, isn't it? You make it fun of me. No, not at all. In fact, okay. I I love and he looks uh, Twink up and down to see just what he's wearing and like the general stature that he holds. Uh, your 
knowledge of the world, especially with your hat, like past in the Empire, Quink is clearly wearing gear that you recognize as being from a guild of artificers in the capital. Uh, but it seems sort of raggedy and worn, like he's been wearing it for like maybe a month. And your your gear, while maybe a little dirty, is, is beautiful. Well, thank you. I made this myself. It, it's it's quite a work. I wish I could say the same for your clothing. I I would say I am a little worse for wear these days. I think we all are. So what brings you here? What brings you here, friend. What brings me here is being anywhere but here. Doing a poor job. I I have my ways. I would be more than happy to get out of here at some point tonight. Do share. And he kind of le- leans closer to lower his voice. So uh, a friend of mine, I, I used to work at the Academy of High Magic before. Well, you know. Um, and he, he told me that there was a boat leaving this continent tonight. And so if we were to get on that boat, and I assume you're also qualified like I am in the sense that we are unreliables. And so getting out of here would probably be in both of our best interests. Did your friend give you a name of this boat? Your friend did not give you a name of the boat. He told you specifically to look for Harmon. Not so much the name of the boat, but the name of the captain. I'm looking for a Harmon. Do you know where to find him? I I like to think myself quite resourceful once I get a little bit of food in my system because I found myself quite famished lately. They brought me this big plate of jerky, and if you look at me, I'm not eating all of it. And he kind of looks at the jerky and has to stop himself from almost salivating immediately. Um, and uh, and he goes, I I would I would be more than happy to to help you with that. And then maybe we can seek Herman together. I think that would be a grand plan. Lovely. All right. So you guys, are, you guys have officially set that plan in motion. Officially, I'd say so. Fantastic. Then this is the perfect opportunity to cut to about two blocks over in an older part of town. There's a couple of ramshackle buildings, a lot of sidewalks, a lot of alleyways. It's, it's not busy but it's alive in the way that a small town would be it doesn't feel anything like the closer to the city center that you two are at and in one of those older buildings that seems sort of abandoned and ramshackled there are two Aarakocra siblings who are planning what they're going to do with their day uh Kay or Ray which one of you wants to introduce yourself first would you like to go first I can go first um so my character, uh, his name is Dolus. Uh, he is a he's an Arakakra standing at five foot nine, which is kind of tall for an Arakakra. Um, he is wearing 
a sort of just a plain kind of shirt and he has a poncho over it with a kind of a red cravat coming out of the collar of his shirt and over that he has a very large uh robe uh kind of like a darker blue with uh obviously very dirty raggedy has patches on it um it's seen it's seen some better days uh he wears a mask uh well a mask helmet thing that a lot of aarakocras wear sometimes and he has uh and his wings and his whole aarakocra species is that of a pigeon <laughs> and that that is dolus Ray, you up? <laughs> uh, on the other hand, beside Dolis is a four foot nine, uh, two year old air crocker girl. Uh, her name is Lotus. Uh, she has a light gray and it kind of transitions into a greenish color of hair. Uh, she's also wearing like a mask slash helmet over her face. She, her attire is that of kind of like a red shirt type of like a vest which kind of like goes out sort of like a dress um with a tan colored shirt underneath and she has a, a very cute pink bow over on her neck um similar to that of normal air crocras she uh has uh pigeon wings and they're light gray and at the e- at the edge the tips of her wings, they're a darker gray, and she has two dark gray stripes on her wings. Yeah. Did you mention that she is also wearing a mask? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Dolus and Lotus are wearing identical, almost identical masks, custom fit. <laughs> so the two of you are in this sort of abandoned building, there's dust everywhere, there was a fire in the fireplace last night, but it's just kind of embers and ash at this point it's not quite cold anymore as the sun is starting to rise but there's this real sort of salt water nip in the air that feels weird on your feathers and you're just assessing what you're gonna do with the day Dolus. Mm, yeah good morning good morning Dolus. sleep well it's warm well, now it is. Uh, what should we do today? Well, judging from what we heard last night, it doesn't seem like we can stay here much longer. So... Mm, I guess so, but... I don't... Is there any way off of this island? Well, it seems to be a lot of water around us, and we can, we can go fly. on a boat. We could. Oh. We could do that. We could also go and get on a boat, because we don't know where the nearest landmass is. A, a boat? What's a boat? So, these humans and dwarves that live in this town, they can't fly. And so, they have to get across the water somehow. And so they oh. get in these large wood or metal structures and... Possibly through some magic, it doesn't fall into the water. I, I don't know the specifics, but it, it allows them to glide across the surface. 
They can use magic too. That's really cool. I want to go on a boat. We could. We we had to. Um, we have to rather find a boat that would allow people like us on it. Hmm. Well, if we're going out, do you want to play hide and seek around the town then? We could. Yes. That sounds Lotus. like a grand plan. Lotus's wings kind of like shiver in it, in excitement. <laughs> uh, well, let's play hide and seek. And so Dolas kind of stands up um, and uh, gets near like the door of the house and waits for, Lo- for Lotus. Okay. Uh, Lotus stands up and she skips over. Uh, Dolas then kind of just gives her a little bit of a like a head pat um and as while doing it uh casts invisibility on lotus okay so that's gonna burn a spell slot and you are now concentrating on keeping lotus invisible it'll last mm-hmm. for the next hour as long as nothing goes wrong mm-hmm. and uh dolus will uh then cast disguise self on himself um and make himself look so so his new appearance is a tiny bit shorter just above six feet uh just shorter sorry taller just above six feet um his he he you can't see his wings they are closer to his body as to not bump into things Mm -hmm. and instead of his normal robe he has a larger, thicker robe that has a lot of feathery accents on it. And so if you were to touch where his wings were, you would still feel feathers. And so, you know, it would yeah. it doesn't interfere with that. It's so, um, okay. So in that moment, you're by the door. Lotus, you touch her. She turns invisible almost immediately from her feet up to her head, just suddenly vanishes. And the last thing you see is her, her excited little eyes peeking out from behind the mask as she just, whoop into nothing and then you go to cast the spell on yourself and this is actually where we get the very first roll of the campaign because while you're casting another spell while concentrating I need you to take whatever your spell modifier is and I need you to do a check so for you it's charisma uh, right uh um I, you're a, I, I you're don't a know warlock yeah warlocks are charisma if I'm okay. right. so I need you to make a charisma check alright please that's a 15. That you pass. You okay. are disguised, and Lotus is still invisible. Mm-hmm. There's a brief shimmer in the air as you cast the other spell, where you're sort of uncertain if you can do it for a second. But then it's all set. Mm-hmm. And also, yep. I didn't mention that uh, in his new form, uh, his hair is kind of shorter, almost looking like a, an undercut, and he doesn't. And he has just... Uh, the most generic, like, human face he could think of. And he, he just looks like a, a human. Okay. Uh, Got it. Shall we head out, then? Let's go play hide-and-seek. Okay. And they, they walk out into the, into the town. Okay. So you step out. You're on a cobblestone road. Um, there are some people walking by. Everybody's just sort of going about their day. Most of them are heading in the general direction of the harbor or the town center. 
none of them are really paying you any mind as far as they're aware you're a vagrant who's walked out of an empty house mm. um just i guess dolus will start just walking down the street he'll he'll just whisper out loud keep close and just start walking down and just looking for anything that he can like spot like anything out of the ordinary heading towards kind of the docks where the boats are lotus is going to follow immediately behind him making sure that she gets out of the way of other people as to not bump into them uh okay so you're doing fine. It's not a really dense street, so you're able to... Both of you are able to avoid bumping into anybody or really interacting with anybody. Uh, after a few minutes of walking, you're going to come out on a main street, and it immediately gets more busy. There are shops running. Any shops that aren't running, are uh, they're closed for the lunchtime, and everybody's heading out to either help sailors they know pull in their morning haul or they're going to drink with the sailors for the noontime rush. Uh, so again, no one's paying attention to you, but the streets are a lot more packed now. There are shops, there's things to do. What do you, how do you wanna, how do you wanna react? Can I make a uh, perception check on like the docks to see if there are any, what like if there are any unattended boats and, and what condition those are in? You, you wouldn't be able to see the docks too clearly from where you are. You can see them in the distance, but you're not going to be able to pick out specific boats. You can see, like, masts over some of the buildings, mm-hmm. but a perception check wouldn't help you pick out if any well. Uh Dolas kind of just leans behind and was like, quite busy here, ain't it? Mm, are those, those... Those red shiny things over there that that person has, are, are those what... Uh, apples? Uh, there is a market stall nearby that is stocked, uh, with pomegranates, not (laughs) apples. Uh, I think it might be, says Dolus. I'm not quite sure. Um. Apples. Would you like an apple? Yes. Uh, can, uh, Dolus, uh, Dolus will start moving towards the market stand, doing his absolute best to not bump into people. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you get to the market stand just fine. It's not super busy. Um, people like the fruit, but this time of day, it's not what they're in for. So most mm-hmm. people are passing by. There's a really nice sort of middle in there, just trying to sell her pomegranates in a basket on her little cart. She sees you approach, and she's immediately just like, Hello, sir! Can, can I interest you in a fruit? Yes, um... Are... So Dolus, uh, kind of puts on a voice. Are these apples? She looks at you... Real, like, she looks at you for a second like she definitely thinks you're fucking with her. Like, she's like... <laughs> like, she's she thinks it's a prank by, like, a sailor or something, and then mm-hmm. she realizes quickly that you're serious and she's like where do you come from that you think these are apples <laughs> um far away <laughs> she just she has this like look of confusion and she's like well uh 
I suppose if you're not from here, they might look like apples. These are pomegranate. You don't eat them like you'd eat an apple. She immediately interjects. <laughs> How would I eat a pomegranate? She, she's like, I will buy one. You'll you'll <laughs> buy you'll before you even know what to do. <laughs> I would like to try the pomegranate. If I buy a pomegranate, will you show me how to eat the pomegranate? She's she's kind of looking at you sort of like concerned now. Like she's looking at you the way you'd look at a foreigner who comes up and speaks to you in a completely different language. Um, she takes like a, a sort of a breath and she's like, you know, it's very slow right now. And you look like you could use good meal and some help so takes a pomegranate and she with force that you are surprised by whacks it with the palm of her hand and cracks it in half <laughs> he's very surprised I, she opens it and you see the interior of a pomegranate as you would imagine with all the seeds do you know what the seeds are? hang on this is out of out of dm do you know what the seeds of a pomegranate are called no Errols. Oh. <laughs> well, I spent the last three minutes realizing I don't know how to eat a uh, pomegranate either. You know how to eat a pomegranate? <laughs> I've, never, I've never had one. Well, you snap it open, as the lady just did, and now I'm going to get back in the character, and she goes, mm -hmm. so you, you break it open, or you cut it open, oh. and then you see, and she like points at all the seeds, and she gives you half. He takes and it. then she takes some of the seeds out, and she puts them in her mouth. And she kind of is like, I see. Not an apple. <laughs> it is not an apple. I appreciate the information. And then like How as much? soon as you're done saying you appreciate the information, she spits the seed out on the ground. Like the seed oh. after it's been like chewed off around it, like right mm. at your feet. And Dolus kind of takes a step back and he's like, what was that for? She goes, Oh! Oh no no no! You don't you don't swallow the whole thing. Oh. You chew it. You chew it till it doesn't taste good anymore, and then you spit it out. I I understand. Thank you. you. Yes. How much for this? Looks at you for a second. She's like, I'm a little concerned about you. <laughs> let's just let's just call it ten copper and. and I'm glad you learned how to eat a pomegranate. <laughs> Is this a good time to mention we don't know how much money we have? No. <laughs> that definitely would have been a good thing to mention before this. Before this. <laughs> but it also would have been a good thing if I remembered that I had to tell you before this. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to give everybody across the board, except for two characters, uh, we're going to start you off uh, with a max total of 20 gold, uh, but you can chunk that into silver and copper this first session as you feel appropriate, and I'll do the math at the end of the session. Uh, the two characters who don't get it are Sox, who's going to get 10, and Lotus, who uh, is going to get none, because Dolus has them. Wait, so, two. Okay. <laughs> but so I still get 20? You still get 20 gold total, right. just 
like tell me how much copper you spend and i'll do the math for for change at okay. the end of the session afterwards we don't have to that's math i should have done before we started this it's too late now <laughs> so he will uh i mean again he gives the 10 sure. copper okay and then he 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 kind of bows he's like thank you and he walks away she she stops you uh oh. just as you turn to walk away she goes you make me mighty uncomfortable, but are you okay? Do you need directions or a dictionary or food? You, you, uh, the only directions I would need would be, uh, away from here. She goes, well, the only way away from here is to go towards the capital, unless you go north into the mountains. But then you either run into a weird village somewhere in the foothills or freeze I, to death. I was thinking more the water. Oh, well, the other option I was going to tell you is a boat. Uh, they leave all the time. Uh, most of them don't take people. You can get a charter boat maybe once every few days. A charter boat. Yes. I see. I don't know if any are going tonight. I only come into town to sell my fruit. Thank you for the information. All right. Goodbye, strange man. She just immediately <laughs> like starts eating the other half of her pomegranate. And she goes back to her stall. Dolus will nothing to do with it. <laughs> will go back around the corner uh, and into the alley that him and Lotus were in before. Do you think I did well? Do you think I blended in? You did very well. Very, very good. I don't can think I, they noticed. Can I have some of this not apple? Yes, you can have all of it. I don't know if I trust it. And just when Dolus like offers his hand out, it, the pomegranate just immediately gets swept from his hand. It's just floating it, it in the air. Floats in. <laughs> and oh my gosh! Despite being invisible, she takes the mask off of just a little bit and it starts like cron cron crunching <laughs> starts biting into the pomegranate make sure you spit oh out gosh. your seeds they, she said it's not good she's eating the seeds okay oh my god <laughs> sick later <laughs> gosh she spits out one um, just a pomegranate so seed comes out from nowhere. <laughs> From nowhere. So, you, so Dolus is currently watching a, the insides of a pomegranate <laughs> be ripped into nothingness mm -hmm. uh, until it is just the the husk, and yes. then it floats there for a second, even though all the seeds are gone. And then you see a tiny little teeth marks appearing in the skin of a pomegranate, <laughs> almost questioningly. <laughs> no, don't bite into it. She said not to bite it like an apple. But it tastes so good. It's so sweet. What she call it? A, a pomegranate? Pomegranate. 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 Repeat after <laughs> me. Palm. Palm. Eh. A. Granite. Granite. Pomegranate. Pomegranate. All right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What are, you, what, are you, what are you gonna do now that you ate the pomegranate? Uh, once all of the fleshy bits are done, mm -hmm. she just kind of drops it. 
kind of hey, don't the- litter. And then he kicks it to the side of the, <laughs> of the alley. <laughs> don't litter. Litter. <laughs> well, so it seems that some boats uh, do leave, but she said it was called a charting boat, I think. Uh, they take people. I don't know if they would take people like us, but I think that is something that we should look into. Do you know where we would have to go? Well, uh, I would assume by the water. That's where most boats reside. In yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna so you gonna set out back towards the the harbor? Yeah, yeah towards the harbor. So you, you step back out onto the main street. You start walking in the direction of the harbor. You get to like a small courtyard that clearly used to be the very city center, but is now kind of like a side thing now that bigger buildings have been built. Uh, and just as you're entering this courtyard, you hear frantic shouting from a man. Just, it's today! It's today! He's here today! He's here today! And he's panicking. He's panicking. You see this, you see this water ganas go sprinting past you and jump up on the fountain in the middle of this courtyard. And he's like, It's over! We're all gonna die! <laughs> and then we immediately and now are going to cut to our final character on the outskirts of town about 20 or 30 minutes ago. As do you want to introduce your character? Okay. So, uh, my, my character's name is Kieran. I'm a uh, warlock Asim- Asimar, uh, kind of like dark brown, kind of like messy... Uh, wavy hair, uh, dark almond skin, wearing a very, not even slightly inconspicuous, pure white cloak. And you can see on the inside, it's like a shimmering purple. The the cloak, like, is form-hiding, but I look around, like, 5'9". And for all, like, appearances, I look fully, fully human. But But as I walk by, my eyes have, like, a slightly unnatural glimmer to them. And uh, purple eyes, slightly unnatural glimmer. And I'm just walking along the streets. I'm not really looking at my surroundings. I'm just walking towards the center of town. Okay. So you're walk- as you're walking into town, you're passing by lots of guards who suddenly seem like they're in a rush. Uh, a lot of them seem like they're probably half drunk. They're acting almost like they caught caught with their pants down or something. They're all in a panic. Everyone's in a rush. All of uh, the people who are on the outskirts of town seem really jittery. And as you get closer to the center of town, it seems to sort of start mellowing out, almost like there's news in the center of town that hasn't gotten there yet. Everyone on the outskirts is starting to panic about something, but you are just walking past them into regular business. And as I'm walking walking by, I just out of the corner, I'm not paying it much mind, but I just see like and hear the commotion. Mm-hmm. And I like look into my cloak a little bit. And you see peeking out its its little head, a tiny little raven. And like and and I just look at it like, reckon that has anything to do with it? Yeah, I don't know either. And I just keep walking. It's like, well, we'll find out when we get there. I just keep walking towards towards There you go. Uh what is your Passive perception. Uh, 13? 12. <laughs> oh, I noticed. Uh, 
Mm, you don't like catch any of the details about what anyone is really muttering about. Like, you don't get specific sentences, but you hear a lot of people talking about some things earlier than expected. Uh, people are, are just not ready. Some people are scared. A few people, like a few of the guards are talking about how they're ready to get to, to to work, but you can't get any of the like idea of what's happening really from the air around you. Also, you're not really paying attention. You kind of just walk in. So you can tell they're all panicked about something they didn't expect to happen so soon, but you don't care, number one, and you don't catch anything specific, number two. <laughs> I And I, I'm I like just talking to... Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't really sound like a person. I reckon I'll know when I get there. <laughs> and then just keep... Uh, I'm, like, walking towards the center of town. How far yeah. away... Uh, uh, you, so oh, yeah, just how far am I we're from We're probably this? starting you pretty decently on the outskirts, so mm-hmm. walking straight towards the harbor, towards the center of town, is going to take you about 15 minutes. Uh, if you don't want to do anything else but walk towards the center in town, then 15 minutes can just... Uh, ju- it, yes, it's just me walk And as I, I'm walking by, I pull out, like, a piece of bread from my uh, little satchel, like, my rations, mm-hmm. and cast Prestidigitation on it. Just, it, it, like, shimmers a little bit. I, I, like, at least have the four sense to just keep it under my cloak mm-hmm. as as I cast Prestidigitation, and I'm just feeding... Okay. Uh, my bird, Siren. Uh, can you actually, because you're in bright daylight with lots of guards rushing around you, I'm going to need you to make a uh, sleight of hand roll on that one. Yes. To make sure nobody witnessed Let's the circle of press the digitation. Ooh, 11. 11. Uh, because no one's super focused on you, no one sees it explicitly, uh, but you get the feeling that you were really close to getting spotted. <laughs> Uh, you, well, maybe, you know, it's kind of, and then just keep walking. Uh, so you get closer to the center of town. You start walking by shops. It starts to get busy. It starts to just become a normal town. No one's panicking. No one's doing anything. It feels like a really busy town. Like there's nothing, nothing weird going on. Uh, you pass by some people selling fruit. Uh, there's a weird man talking to a woman, uh, and staring at a pomegranate like it's an alien. That, uh, I, and like, I, I think that would catch my attention mainly because as I'm going through, I'm not really looking at the sights, but what I am more interested in is in weird people. So okay. actually, can I, can I, as I'm going through, look for weird people? Like, specifically can. people. Uh, make a, uh, make an investigation check. Investigation check. Um, that is a... You are looking for specific, specific people and weird. Sixteen. What was that? Sixteen. Sixteen. You don't like you see you see he's weird, uh, but he doesn't strike you as weird in the sense of what you're looking for. The imagery you were given for who you're looking for in in your mind's eye yeah. does not line up to this man who is. Uh, now walking into an alley with a pomegranate. Well, these city folk are like kind of weird, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'll know. I'm, maybe I'll know when I get there. And keep walking. You just keep walking. Okay. So you 
get into the same courtyard that was just described a little bit ago. There's a tavern. There's a blacksmith. There is a big, like, fishery market set up on one whole side of it that's just fish traps hanging up. And you see people, like, buying and trading and loading fish up. It's, It's decently busy, but it is still, like, you can tell it's smaller mm-hmm. than what you feel like the town would produce almost like it's almost like it's dying out but people are people prefer it because it feels a little more homey and and like I'm I'm still just whispering to my little bird friend well okay. if, you, if there's people you need to look for you look for where everybody has to go and I, I try and like look for uh, just like looking at the sign see if I can find an inn or something where people would, I assume, would congregate. Okay, if you are looking at the signs, mm-hmm. uh, it's they're really obvious and easy to see. You're not going to make any kind of rolls on that one because as you're looking at the signs, Fish Market doesn't have any signs. The Blacksmith doesn't have any signs. They're just wonking away. Uh, but the inn catches your eye immediately because the painted and carved seagull on the side is exactly what you saw in a vision about a week ago. Hmm. I reckon that's where I gotta go. And and just keep and march towards it. Okay. Uh, so you walk into the inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, as described about 45 minutes ago, it's chaos. It's crazy. It's kind of mellowing down a bit now that everyone's gotten their food and everybody's just drinking and talking. It's still loud. It's still very smelly. Uh, but it doesn't feel like anyone's going to get trampled anymore. Uh, and it feels like you can actually sort of look around. Uh, as I, I'll take like a cursory glance of the, uh, of the whole room and look for either somebody who I think looks kind of especially weird or out of place or like if if there's a corner of the room I can like kind of saddle my way into and just uh, like slide in for this one roll perception roll perception so you're just taking in the whole scene that is a 15 uh most of them are human sailor there are a few dwarves among the bunch uh, you, you see a couple of wood elves. You see a lizard man. Uh, you think you see a dark elf for a second, but it turns out that it is just a man who has a lot of oily goo on him. Uh, you don't want to read further into it, but you notice at a table in the back, there is one scruffy high elf and a gnome sitting there sharing a plate of jerky that elf is uncharacteristically ripping into. <laughs> well, and, and I'm just like looking interesting people tend to have interesting stories or no other interesting people. And I, I'll like I'm trying not to be imposing or or seem kind of th- threatening. I'll just like jovi- jovially like walk up to the table like not trying to slink in just being like brazen about walking towards them. Okay. You you so like you walk up confidently, but you're not yeah. like inserting yourself into the table. Yes. Okay. What do you? Uh, Twink, socks. You watch this man enter the enter the tavern. You don't really notice him at first, but out of the corner of your eye, you probably spot the fact that he's just sort of standing there at the door, looking at everybody. 
until suddenly he sees you and starts walking towards you. Not like with ill intent or with positive intent. He just seems really interested in coming over. Sox is almost immediately on guard. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While he's not readying any sort of attack or any sort of problematic behavior, he's just immediately a little a little tense. And he's kind of almost spun to completely face the person while still just scarfing down food and taking like a little bit and like putting it inside his messenger bag at his hip um, to offer it to some unseen companion inside the bag. Um, and, and I just like, hey, m- morning, folks. Is this seat taken? And I just like pull out the chair. Well, seems you've already answered that question. I suppose I have. And and I'll just sit down, like, relax. Uh, you sit down, and In you can of- no longer see yes. the gnome over the piled high plates and tankards on the table that are right in front of you. You can see, like, the top of his head. Uh, but sitting down at that angle, it's not... It's not easy. Yeah, you can, I, I, you can see the elf just fine. <laughs> Would I so, recognize that clothing as any sort of particular region? Uh, you actually, with your extensive knowledge of the world, would immediately recognize that that clothes that clothing style is from the southern wastes. Okay. As long as it's not the empire. So how are y'all doing this morning? doing quite and sorry I'm, I'm, i can't I'm hear you from over there <laughs> uh and I, and I just like raise my voice how are y'all doing well it's the morning i'm eating food i like suppose it is myself and he kind of like rips a chunk off of the jerky by the way socrates where do you keep putting that jerky uh my stomach mostly yes your stomach Seems like you have a lot of stomach to spare. You know, it it takes quite a lot of energy to be a sorcerer. Oh, you didn't tell me before. What exactly was it you study? During my time at High Magic, I would mostly teach uh, wizards and other sorcerers the proper way to wield their magic, but I pride myself on my studies of other creatures. Curses, to be specific. You're not some sort of necromancer, are you? I wouldn't be that stupid. Never know for sure. I was mostly focused on the fact that this world is plagued with curses and if I could find a way to allow them to be cured easier, maybe the world might be a better place. What if and I told you I knew a way? I just asked him, this conversation's happening like in front of me, right? Yep, you're hearing all this. Okay, yeah, so I would, all this. They're basically would, ignoring you while they're talking to each other. I would perk up when I'm hearing about uh, uh, the part about being a professor, and I'll just lean in like, uh, so, Socks was it? Uh, you said you're a professor. Socrates. Socrates. I was. Uh, would you happen to know a bit about maybe history? Uh, I've 
I've got some curiosities of my own. History of what? I'm not quite sure yet. Well, if you don't know what you want me to remember, I can't exactly remember it. Now can I? I suppose you're right there. Uh... You don't have anything specific. Yeah, I don't. You have vague quotes. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll just lean back and watch. Well, mainly just watching Socrates. I don't think I can see Twink at all. Especially if you lean back, you cannot see Twink. Yeah. <laughs> and still, just, I still I still have the bread. Putting bread in your hood. I just putting bread in my hood. You two have anything to say about the dude who sat at your table and was putting bread in his hood? Uh, I was still talking to uh, Socrates. Yeah, we have pretty much all but ignored him after uh, that. I said, uh, I actually stated something. I don't think you heard it. Uh, I said, what if I told you I knew of an item that could help with it? Yeah. Would you now? That would, would be amazing. I've searched most of the continents for any sort of things. I've even studied with the Dark Elves, but uh, I've never really had a major breakthrough. Well... Is I don't know much about it, but I know a man who does. My old guildmaster used to search for such. And do you know where we could happen to find him? Afraid not. Disappeared. Same time. Everything happened. Uh, minor correction there. I apologize. Uh, he told you uh, he planned to go to Yubawa. So, not a minor correction. I would not tell him Maybe. I knew that. Oh, I apologize. I would I would not tell him I knew where he was. Well, now you're going to have to roll for deception. <laughs> That's fine. I'm like, I'm like at first, first I thought, I thought I'd made a mistake. Nope, you're good. Uh, that is a 14. I don't know, socks is passive. <laughs> what passive? Oh, Passive insight. You failed that. Sox can tell you're lying to him. For him. <laughs> Sox wants to keep pushing He as he is very interested. And he goes, well, if... If you could think of any places where, you know, he might be, it would actually be... Very, very useful, not only to my research, but to someone I personally know. Well, truth be told, he'll probably end up in the same locations we'll end up, so if I hear anything, I'll be sure to let you know. Much appreciated. And we need to pause because we lost Ray again. Your, Your conversation, conversation is immediately interrupted before it can continue any further by a giant crying screams going on outside. You can't pick up all the details through the wall, but you're hearing shouting about dying and someone coming for us, and it sounds pretty end of the worldy. Holy shit, something's happening! All of the sailors immediately seem really tense. The whole mood immediately gets uncomfortable, like everybody sort of knows something. Uh, Twink's gonna take the rest of his jerky and he's gonna open up his bag and just kind of dump the plate in. Socks is gonna try, like, Socks is gonna, like, swipe one as it goes in. 
Is Tweak is Tweak gonna try and prevent that at all? It's, it'll be there for later, Socrates. It's no, it's, you don't have to eat it all right now. All right. You take you take a jerky, but <laughs> he kind of makes you feel bad about it. <laughs> uh, before you can react, as a few soldiers near the doors are getting up, the waitress who was being kind of rude to you and was really early, busy earlier suddenly comes up, and she slaps a piece of paper down. And she goes, your tabs, probably best if you all be on your way. Good for business and good for your health. Did I ever get my other stuff? Uh, From upstairs? No, um, I I ordered something. Your drink, you got your drink. Okay, okay. Can I make an insight check on her? Absolutely. Uh, 19 total. Well, that absolutely works. Uh, you can tell that her statement is really... It seems almost like she's telling you to get out by the words, but she's very concerned for your well-being. She kind of slides the tab a little closer to you as she... Uh, and then she pats it again and goes, Tell him Lorelei sent you. And she turns and walks back into the kitchen. Okay, uh, Twink's gonna grab the tab. Uh, how much was it? The tab doesn't have any money on it. It has a single note on it, and I actually have to roll for a thing right now. Give me one second. I need a d6 for this. Why do I keep these in foam? What number is that? That's a three. That means all it says on it is a name. It's just a series of words, but it's clearly the name of a ship. It's the Gem of the Horizon. Oh, and in this moment, uh, as I'm like hearing the shouts, can I look around and see? I, I had seen her come up, but did she come up to anybody else? Or are the rest of the human sailors looking in concerned in the same way? So all of the sailors are either seemingly just sort of trying to annoy, ignore all the noise outside, or the ones close to the door are going to the door in the windows to look outside. She didn't approach anyone else. No one else approached her. She came to you, put that tab down in front of Socrates and Twins. So Socrates kind of peers over at the, the uh, tab itself and goes... Well, I think we got the name of our ship. Uh, Twink's going to slide it over uh, as he hops down off the chair. And he's going to pat Socrates on kind of the side of the arm because he can't reach his shoulder. And he's going to go, I think you should take care of this as he puts his hands in his pockets and walks outside. And he takes the paper, despite the fact that it just has the note. And and goes, well, all right. And he kind of looks around to see if there's possibly any back entrance. Uh. <sighs> Roll perception. Okie doke. Uh, hey guys, first nat one of the fucking, uh, hey! first nat one. Couldn't be not combat, that's good. I don't want to brag, but like, 
<laughs> so, so uh, with all the commotion going on outside and with how packed it is and the general fishy smoke that's in your eyes, you can't see shit other than the stairs that are clearly lit up and the front of the building and anyone silhouetted by the front of the building. Sox immediately gives up on his task and follows after Twink, trying to kind of stay hidden for the most part because he knows he does look strange. Behind the gnome. Perfect. Behind the gnome. Oh, perfect. Perfect disguise. Hi, hi, hiding behind the gnome. The high elf with the tall pointy ears <laughs> hiding behind the gnome. Uh, so, you guys step out into the courtyard. Uh, Kieran. Are you also getting up and going out? We just left him. You just left him. Having seen seen this like paper slam down, and then both of them kind of like leave immediately. Uh, like immediately, I'd be on guard, uh, thinking, "Well, they seem not. They seem they gotta go somewhere quickly." And I'll try and like pull up my hood and try and trail after them. I uh, like. I don't yeah. want I'm want like this to be stealthy. Kind of like just trailing off after them. How, not how stealthy are we talking? Are you trying to make it so they don't see you or are you trying to make it so they're not concerned about you? They don't see me. I, like I'll wait till they get all the way to the door before standing up. Okay, so you wait until they're almost out of sight and then you get Yeah, them. I want I want a good distance between us. Okay, I won't. I won't make you stealth check yet on that one. You approach. So, uh, as you two step out of the inn into the courtyard, you see the scene that was sort of described earlier of the water genasi on the fountain with his arms in the air, shouting. He's screaming. He's got people around him. He's dressed like a sailor. He's dressed like he belongs here, and he's got people around him, other human sailors, trying to get him down off the fountain. He's got a few other other races there's uh maybe a half orc we've got a kobold and then there's a dwarf all trying to get him down off this fountain and calm him down and it's not happening he is irate uh he suddenly screams out he's like we're all gonna die they're coming for the unreliables he goes me you he points at the half orc he's like We've lived here our whole lives, and our Atronon is here, and he's going to kill us! We're all going to die! And he breaks into tears as he's screaming. And the moment the name Atronon goes out, everyone in the courtyard is either shocked or panicked. Everyone is either leaving or just so shell-shocked by the name that they do not know how to react. Uh... How much do I know about that name? Oh, yay! I'm glad you asked, since you're the one who worked in the capital. Atronon is the leading holdmaster for the Imperial Armor. Uh, not army. Army. Uh, armor. I got off of work like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is the leading holdmaster for the Imperial Army, which in the structure means he's higher than generals. Uh, basically the only person who he answers to is the Emperor himself. <laughs> Socks basically freezes in his tracks and, like, grabs uh, Twink's shoulder and goes, That's 
a whole lot of not good if he is showing up. Uh, Twink, while not directly familiar with Atronon, he probably never would have seen him being a part of a guild that was related to the Empire, would recognize the name. Ew, you don't hear that name every day, do you? And I was hoping we wouldn't hear it until... ever. Perhaps we should make our way to the harbor. I think that might be best. And Sox kind of picks up the pace in making his way to the harbor. Because you both are sort of skirting around the crowd. But you noticed that as soon as the name got mentioned, all those people who were panicking were other people who you'd probably describe as unreliable. And they're all panicking to either run home or run to the harbor. Uh, so it's busy. It's a little chaotic. You're you're generally just having a bit of a struggle as you're walking around. And this is the point where I am going to swap back to Lotus and Dolus, where we left them with the guy screaming. So you just witnessed everything from the other side of the courtyard. Uh, and you don't recognize that name at all. You just recognize that the whole crowd immediately had a big deal with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who's as 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 astronaut? I uh, I think it was Atronon. I don't really know. It doesn't seem like it's anything good. Um, there's a lot of people freaking out. Yes, it is. Uh, quite loud. He kind of like raises his voice a little. Um, it seems as though the cue that the man gave us last night is coming a little earlier than he described. Mm, should we get going then? I don't know where we would specifically. And then, uh, so we're near the harbor now. Can I now make like a sort of perception checks or just look around see if there's any boats unattended uh make a perception check okay that is i roll with i have with disadvantage that's a nat one cool <laughs> through the crowd you can't see shit everything is so chaotic you think you might actually be further away from the harbor than you thought you were <laughs> but you can't really tell also for some reason, all of the screaming is really starting to make it hard to hear. Mm -hmm. I don't know where we could really go. He's just like kind of like squinting through, not able to see anything. Mm, I'll be right back. And a Lotus still invisible. She's going to take off. She's going to start flying into the air. He, he kind of like feels the gust of wind and he's like, don't be long. Uh, you, um, when you say, when you look up and say don't be long, you notice a few of the people in the crowd give you kind of a sideways glance. Uh, <laughs> but then they're too busy with what everything that's going on and they kind of just leave you alone. <laughs> uh, Lotus, you flew up. How high did you fly, number one? And what are you trying to do up there? I want to get above all the houses and stuff. I want to get a clear view of what would be the harbor. Okay, so you're a lot closer than you were when you were further up Main Street at the pomegranate stand. Uh, you're still a solid number of blocks away from the harbor, so that uh, probably wouldn't have been able to see anything from ground level. But you can see a lot of ships. It's super... There's 
it's filled. There's not a single dock that's empty in the entire harbor. Everybody who was out fishing in the morning came back for noontime, and now everyone's rushing back to the harbor. So you see, like, crowds of people seemingly in a... It's For a lot of them, it's still a city, but you see lots of little dots of people just seeming to rush in that general direction. And, and yeah, there's boats everywhere. She's gonna do this over her mask, and then she's going to fly back down. Okay. Like, plop beside Dolis, and then she's gonna say, there's a lot of people. I saw the, the, the uh, ships. Before you say that, actually, uh, I would like you to make a uh, stealth check because you're invisible and you were a human, a small human-sized thing that just formed That's down a natural 20. Well, <laughs> you are silent like an owl despite being based on a pigeon. There is no noise. <laughs> Nothing at all. You land perfect. You don't even disturb the dirt. You, the absolute masterful reflexes of a monk lended you well to that perfect landing. No one noticed a damn thing. Not even Dolus. Even Dolus doesn't yeah. realize you landed. Dolus. <laughs> Dolus, too. There, there's a lot of people over there. Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, from what I saw, all of the boats are filled. So I don't know what that means for us. Well, but... that's not good for us, from what I've gathered. Yeah, probably not. But I appreciate it. And he kind of feels around for where she is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) puts her hands against his hands. He, he, okay. He's like, oh, that's not what I was. All right. (laughs) He's trying to give her a head pat, but she just gave him like a high five. Uh, Those same people who were giving you a side eye for speaking to the sky are now looking at you more concerned (laughs) because you're pawing at the air. (laughs) Um, Everyone's a little concerned. There's a guard, like a lone guard still at the edge of the square who's just like... (laughs) He pays them no attention. Like, well, I mean... It seems our only option is to head towards the water okay. and hope. Okay. And so kind of, they start, you start heading towards, start yeah. following the, the general flow towards the harbor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kieran, after following them out of the tavern, uh, you waited for them to walk again. And so you're, you're, they're still at the edge of your sight at this moment. What are you going to do? And, like, seeing all of these people, like, driving by, I'll, I'll, like, look into my hood. I reckon this seems like a sign, if anything. And uh, I'll, like, ask uh, my little raven friend, Siren, to fly up into the air and just uh, keep an eye on uh, those two. I want to see where they're headed. Because I... No, finish. Oh, I was uh, just talking to the bird. Because interesting people in a seagull ta- in a seagull inn. I'm not one. I'm not privy to how Nobelia works. But if that's a sign, that's a sign. And I'll just ask her to, uh, like stay overhead of the two we met earlier. 
Okay. Uh, so your uh, familiar flies above the city. Uh, everything's pretty calm up there in the skies. The winds coming off the sea are really nice. She is able to track them just fine. She sees them heading in the direction of the harbor with real intent. They like they know where they're going and they're going. And I'll just I'll keep an eye on her in the sky okay. and just follow along. Okay. So we follow after them. And uh, and since I have her up there, I can afford to distance myself get a bit it, more. Get a, okay, yeah. You get a bit more distance as long as you stay, because you have to stay within 100 feet of your familiar for her to talk to you. Okay. So you're probably a solid, like, 150 feet behind them now, because she's gliding a bit behind them. Like, but you you get an idea of where they are in the crowd. You gotta do like trigonometry to try and okay, hundred here, hundred there. Do, 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 do. Um, is there anything specific you want to do as you're following them? Is there anything you're doing? I'm, I'm just keeping an. I want to keep an eye out because, uh, like I had heard the the shouting and mm. seeing people like drive by. I'm still. I still just want to keep an eye on the crowd, like. I don't think I know what I'm looking for, but I'm key, I'm like passively scanning the crowd in hopes that I will see something that gives me a ding. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's lots of strange people all running to the harbor. Other than the two who you're now specifically looking at, you're not picking up anything other than like half the city feels uncomfortable and the other half is, is panicked. <laughs> and at this, and I, so, like, I'll just continue following um, them. Okay, cool. Uh, Lotus and Dolis, you are also following, right? And then that general direction? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, in that case, we're going to pop back to Twink and Socks. What are you two doing on the way to the harbor? Is conversation? Are you taking side routes? What's going on? So. Socks now realizing that he's in a bit of a situation now, realizes he hasn't really fully found his trust in Twink yet. And so his method of seeing how he can trust him is to kind of lean down and while and he, he leans down and kind of goes, are, are, are you sure that this is the method you want to go with? I mean, I don't want to. And as he takes a breath, he kind of sniffs him a little bit. And I want to roll insight on him. Just, just as I'm going to roll insight, insight on what he smells like. like. I, like I, I want, That's awesome. Yes. I like that. Fucking do, do it. it. All yes. right. Awesome. Boy. And that is what we call... Did you do that one? No, it's a 25. Oh! 17. It was 17 naturally. I forget you have proficiency in that shit. Nope. <laughs> That is, that is just, just plus, plus five. five. Oh, no, that's just plus... Oh, god damn. Okay. Well, so... Uh, your very keen senses immediately pick up that... Twink ain't a bad guy. He, he don't mean you no harm. He, he's just a little gnome. And he also does smell... Weirdly, however... Of some brassy magic... That you are not familiar with. But the scent reminds you of someone. And so, um, Socrates finishes his sentence and he's like, are you sure you want to go this route? I mean, I'm not really sure what it entails and I wouldn't want to put a, a good man like you in, in a potentially pre precarious situation. 
I'll be quite honest with you, Socrates. What else would I do? You got another option? Not to my knowledge. I think you just answered it for both of us, didn't you? Quite alright then. Let's go find Herman. Let's go find the Gym of the Horizon. Let's get the hell out of here. Maybe keep the name to ourselves, okay? You don't know who might be. Right. And I assume they just continue. They, they continue on their path to try and. Yep. So, as you get to the harbor, the closer you get, the more you suddenly understand that this is a major trade city. The buildings get bigger. They start having metal accents. There starts to be sweeping architecture. They go from maybe two stories tall max to five stories tall. There are little like wooden cranes swinging over and doing everything. And then as you step out into the harbor area, there are a fleet's worth of trading and fishing ships just absolutely littering any droplet of water they can. It it seems almost like the heart like the ships have started to outgrow the harbor. You the m number of masts as you look out at the horizon is reminiscent of a forest. And it's a little chaotic right now the same way the rest of the city is. A lot of it it's just sailors trying to throw all their nets and ropes back on the ship so they can get back out to sea and act like nothing's happening. But a fair number of it is panicked unreliables who seeming to try and find any ship that will take them. Uh, uh Socrates. Go ahead. I don't think we're going to make much headway just looking for the name of the ship. You know, I don't think we will either. I think... What do you think? I think there should be some sort of record of where each ship is. Uh, if we could find the harbor master, perhaps we could figure out a better way to find the ship. Right. And Sox is going. Can I uh, look for where the the harbor master's like building? Okay. Yeah. No, you can do that. Roll perception. That is. So, so that's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. <laughs> okay. Well, you are very easily able to pick out where the harbor master's office is. It's a building that is separate from the rest of the waterfront, almost as if it was built with the intent to sort of eke its way onto the water. And it's got this upper deck that kind of looks out at the massive cluster of ships. And it's got all the signs of official empire-like business happening. And Socrates points over to the building and goes, I, I think that is where we might find our Dockmaster. I'm going to be honest with you, Socrates. I can't see where you're pointing, but I'm going to trust you. Just follow me. And he starts walking toward where the Harbor Master's building would be. As you approach the Harbor Master's building, you realize that uh, the door has two heavily armored empirical guards on either side of it. And they they aren't doing anything. They're just standing guard. But they're there. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you here, Twink. I uh, don't think they'll be quite too friendly to us. But 
Would you like to talk to them or take a bit messier means? Uh, you see, I'm not the talking type. Quite alright then. Would you care to distract? Or would you care to be the one who sneaks on in there? Yeah, I'm... I have to pass on both of those, I think. Well then, I have an idea. And so, Socrates will cast Minor Illusion a little bit behind, like, kind of around the door to the other side, out of sight, to create a scream of panic. Like, not necessarily panic, but almost as if someone was being attacked. Okay. okay. That works. Um, Immediately, there is a blood-piercing scream just around the corner from the Harbor Master's office and into an alleyway. The guards are startled. Everyone around it is startled. Everyone kind of looks at it and shies away from the alley. One of the guards slaps the other on the shoulder and It's your turn. It's your turn. Other guard goes, and walks off in the direction of the alleyway to go investigate the sound. There's still one guard at the door. Uh, Twink, saying what Socrates did, is going to cast Minor Illusion in the other direction with the same, but a deeper pitch scream coming from the other direction of the other okay. guard. So in the, on the other side of the <laughs> Harbor Master's Tower, which is right. the docks and the ships, up right. on one of the random ships, you just hear, like this poor and this this other guard now shocked even more goes every fucking wednesday every fucking wednesday <laughs> and he walks off onto the docks very angrily <laughs> the, door the door is clear i like your style there twink well you did say you had a a way and i trusted it uh, i followed right behind you now, let, let's move along before they figure out what we did. And I doubt they'll they say me anyways. Yeah, they walk up to the door. Um, and So the door is like an archway. It's not like a closed door. Anyone can just walk into this building. But the first level is just like books and boxes. There's a little st spiral staircase that goes up into the office level. So uh, they walk in, I assume. <laughs> uh, and Socrates goes... Best, uh, best idea would probably be up there. We may not be welcome, but it also might be our best idea. Yeah, can't hurt to ask. And so they go up the stairs. Uh, so you go up the stairs, and the moment you start coming up the stairs, there's a guy sitting in a chair looking out at the window at the harbor. He just looks so tired. He just looks so tired, even from just what you see of the back of him he's got on like empirical gear that clearly is not fit for him he he seems it seems like he was kind of just put there he's like he goes what was the screaming this time and he turns around and he sees a high elf and a gnome and he goes well you're not bombadil i promise no nothing's okay. happened to them. They they went to go try and deal with some of the riffraff. Uh, if we could ask a favor, though. Sir, 
Tinley? Could you tell us where we could find the uh, Gem of the Horizon and then we'll be right out of your head? He just shoots up out of the chair the moment you mention the name. The moment you say that name, he shoots up, he points at you, he says, you never say that name out loud in front of someone wearing this. And points at the Empirical Armor. And Socrates kind of corrects himself and goes, I can quite tell that you don't exactly like this. And he gestures at his his armor um and go and goes i i know what i i could take the assumption i've been around quite a while and i can tell someone who hates his job uh so the harbor master is like look i've had this job my whole life i have spent 30 years sitting in this tower watching people come, go, and no one causing no trouble. And then suddenly the whole world shakes, and I have half a dozen of people I see every day who I'm supposed to report to an executioner. No, I don't like this. I don't even normally wear this. They didn't have a dress code before. Can I make an insight check? Go right ahead. Uh, It's a 17 total. He's telling the truth. He's seems very upset. He also seems very upset that you're in the room. He seems just generally pissed off. Socrates, trying to disarm the situation, kind of reaches his hands out, not in any sort of way to gesture to anything, but more just like to keep a a little bit of a gap between them. Uh, He immediately is like, keep your hands down, elf. And he, he puts his hands back behind his back and goes, We're not trying to harm anybody. I was a professor at the Academy of High Magic. And look at that. Look at where that got you. (laughs) We're not trying to do any harm. If you can tell us where the boat is, we'll be out of your hair. He just kind of groans and he's like, The gem of the horizon is what the smugglers call it. It's a secret name for smuggling things like what they call it officially is the fog slip much appreciated he's like but if you go up to the captain saying you want to charter the fog slip he's gonna tell you to fuck off and i assume the captain of the ship would be named herman harman harman right Uh, he goes he goes look i ain't got anything against pointy ears or like gestures down at twink he goes whatever the fuck you are i was like i've seen all sorts coming in i would like to see you go out of here so my job doesn't have to get any more complicated so if i see you tomorrow i won't be so nice well, sir, could you tell us where the fog slip might be, Doc? Uh, he goes over to the window. And he goes, The last long dock on the south. All the way on the end. You sir, can't I, miss it. I can't see out that window, sir. He turns specifically to Socks and goes, The last long dock on the harbor to the south. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I 
apologize for inconvenience. Get, get the fuck out of my office. Sits down, head back. And, and Socks is almost taken aback because, you know, he is, for the most part, a passive person. And he just kind of slapped, like, his posture that he kind of perked up when he wanted to speak to the quartermaster immediately goes back to, like, a half slouch. Uh, not necessarily sad, but more just, like, he dropped whatever face he was trying to hold up during that and turns to Twink and goes, we have a location. Best not waste any time. Oh. oh as, okay. as, as Sox walks out, he's gonna, Twink's going to turn back to the harbor mess. If you don't like wearing the armor, then don't. Choice you make every day. And then he walks out. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so, Kieran, the last thing you would have seen is you would have gotten to the, the edge of the harbor, that same view I described to them earlier with all of the masts, right about the time your familiar watched them walk into the harbor mask without. So, you don't, you don't, you know they're in there, but you don't know what's yeah. going on now. Um, I, I want to grab, like, specifically, like, a person who looks like an unreliable. I want to just like uh, saddle up to them, and and uh, can I find anybody like that who doesn't seem like they're rushing about, but is like definitely panicked, but still enough that I can kind of have a conversation. You got a big burly half orc sailor walking past you, and you catch him by the arm. He immediately, uh, yeah. Uh, he immediately, as you grab him, he's like. He's like, what are you doing? What are you? What's your problem? Like he's, he's afraid. He's like, what's what's your what's your deal? This uh, big dude, like two feet taller than you. He's, scared. As as, as a fellow, let's say untrustworthy, person. Uh, do you know where I would reckon to, kind if I needed to skedaddle, where I would, go. New York kind of looks at you and goes, Are you trying to say you're an unreliable? Yeah. He looks you up and down and he goes, But you're just a man. Uh, can I use prestidigitation to... Uh, just like in our area, just create like a set, like a puff of like cherry. Just a scent of cherry. Puff of cherry, Okay. Okay, you use press the digitation, and suddenly it smells like cherry. The half orc did not register that any magic uh -huh. happened. It just smells like cherry now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you wanted from a smell. <laughs> it, it just smells. It's a. It's a. It's a harbor. It smells like lots of things all the time. Mostly uh -huh. fish. <laughs> I'm like, but it's 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 not magical to smell something different uh -huh. once in a while. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's say magic comes in forms that I maybe don't look, but unreliable the same. He goes. So what do you want? To leave? Uh, to hide? To? I don't think staying here is going to do me any good. It's like, well, you look normal enough. You could probably ditch the snazzy outfit and a weird cologne and no one would give you a look over uh it i can run for a while 
but then I need to run alongside. You're a confusing little human, you know that. Uh, let's, maybe not the last. Confusing, definitely. Maybe not the last bit. He kind of, he kind of gives this look in his eye. He goes, so you want to ship out? Yeah, I want, I want to ship out to get shipped out. Takes, takes a moment and he kind of nods for a second and goes, my name's Rook. Kieran. I'm getting on a ship out. If you want on the ship out, I can get you on the ship out. But. I appreciate it. If you fuck me, I'll crush your head. And I let you. He just sort of nods and he's like, All right. You're not that intimidating. And not a very strong man. I'm saying I'm not. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm just processing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so Rook uh, walks off. Basically, just like, if you want to follow him, you can follow him. But he's going where he was going. I just saddle along. And and uh, I'm assuming at this point, uh, Siren has come back to me. Like, after Did you she want her saw... to come back? Yeah. After okay. she saw. So it's like. Yeah, no, she, she would fly down. Uh, Wherever trouble gathers. At about the point that Kieran starts walking away through the harbor, and it's about the same time that Socrates and Twink are coming out of the Harbor Master Tower, and at that nearby street entrance is where we are going to switch back to Lotus and Dolus, who have made it to the harbor. Dolus and a ghost. (laughs) There's so many people. Yep. uh, More than earlier somehow they all seem to be going down these ships here immediately are definitely not either for us or they don't have room we should probably start going along seeing if there's any ships full of people like us Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anybody with you know wings so far I've seen people with pointy ears they're really cool Yes, when I say people like us, it means more people who are not like them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, uh, this is, this is the moment where you would see Socrates and Twink stepping out of the tower. It's, it's there, it's there in the middle of all the action. So, as... There's a fellow over there. As they exit... Um, Socrates kind of turns to um, Twink and goes and that fellow in, in the white robe I, I don't trust him and for all we know he he could be someone looking for us people like us so if we see him again I reckon we don't See him again. Don't say what it could hurt talking to the man. As you said, you don't know who you can trust. And he asked me. But if it's someone that you can trust, you just want to throw it away? It's not often that somebody looks for me 
and immediately ask me about history that they don't know about. That is, easiest way to say, a bit of a leading question. But if he was looking for you without a question, it wouldn't be someone looking for you for battery. One can hope. I just... Something about his air coming toward us didn't sit right with me. Yeah, you do kind of smell funny. Maybe that's it. <laughs> and Socks kind of goes, do I? Then he just kind of like... <laughs> Uh, the air around socks uh, smells vaguely of ocean water and wet dog. That's exactly how I imagined it. <laughs> and socks. You ever take a golden retriever to the beach? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and socks just kind of goes. Suppose you're right. And and he opens his bag real quick to check on the small blonde kitten inside his messenger bag. Um. And he, and he looks in and goes, you doing all right, Shoes? The bag is at eye level. I'm about to say, that has to be at eye level with me. Yeah. So the moment the, ki- <laughs> the moment the kitten peeks its head up at all, you're like eye contact with this ca- tiny cat. Oh, hello there. What's your name? This is Shoes. Uh, I was she... asking it. <laughs> I don't By the way, uh, Twink is a forest gnome, so he can talk to small creatures. Oh. oh. Yes, he can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for cryo. Just for just for a note, (laughs) shoes is a girl. Can you ask the question again? I was hoping you wouldn't do this. (laughs) Cryo, just for a note, shoes is a girl and probably about a three-month-old kitten. Uh, You ask how the kitten is doing, and it just kind of looks up at you with the big eyes and goes. And it's it. It just says food and looks at you. I reach into my bag of holding and I pull out my, my best. a strip of jerky. Uh, you you hold take it a over. Piece of, just take a little piece. The the, sh- the eyes like shimmer in excitement and it jumps up and it grabs the whole thing of jerky and it yoinks it back into the bag. And then you hear the teeniest tiniest little nap. Well, I think it's ready for you to close it up and let it sleep. I, I do want to correct myself. She's a six-month-old kitten. Um, and a kitten, and nonetheless. He, yeah, he he closes uh, he closes his bag and goes. You can talk to her. Well, yes. <laughs> I'll be damned. Then I just hear meows and assume that she wants food or attention. You're not wrong half the time. Fair enough. You've got a good heart. can see them, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Lotus can see them. Uh, Lotus, let me check one thing real quick now that I'm thinking about it, actually. Okay, no. Yeah, so Lotus just sees them. She Uh, sees them fumbling with something in the bag. (laughs) She can't make out a kid. Lotus sees the the tall, pointy ear Mm -hmm. and this this very short man, and she kind of, like, taps on door slightly. It's like... Look, he has pointy ears, and the other man is really, really small. Wow, it seems there's <laughs> a man and his child over there. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen a gnome! They've nope. never seen a gnome! It's a bearded child. 
but he has he has uh hair on his chin yeah takes after his father it seems uh you you would uh recognize what a beard is because raiden would have had one ah okay yes he has a beard like raiden Wow, yes, they both do. And, uh, like, he, he says then, oh, he takes after his father. Okay. Lotus is um, going to... Invisible Lotus is going to walk over to them. <laughs> oh, my God. Dolus is just like... Dolus is just like... <laughs> he, this, he wouldn't this is where I want to pull my identify something within... Uh, I believe it is 15 feet of me through sound and smell. So... Uh, I'm gonna call you on that one right now. You're in a busy harbor. <laughs> By smell and sound, you would not notice one small person walking near you. You can't That's pinpoint fair. location. You would know there is another person near you. You have no idea what, who, or where. Okay. As she that? like walks away, uh, Dolus is just like, "So, should we continue on?" And doesn't hear a response, and he's just like. Oh fuck! <laughs> <He just> starts, <laughs> like, uh, and starts walking towards uh, the towards Socrates and Twink, just like whispering, "Lotus, Lotus, Lotus." <laughs> She's a solid like ten to fifteen feet in front of you, almost mm-hmm. to them. She is not hearing you or slowing down. <laughs> he continues. Okay. Lotus uh, just stand. How tall is uh, Socrates? About five nine. Okay. She she looks up and just kind of like pokes his ear from behind. <laughs> Can I pull it now, considering it is proximity? I mean, you again. Okay, the the okay. scent tells you, like you so, know, you just got touched. So <laughs> just pokes it twice and is like, oh. So Socrates kind of swats at his ear and kind of grabs at the air. Because it feels like a hand just touched him. And he's concerned. Dead, there's nothing there. And he goes, Did you? No, you couldn't. <laughs> Did something touched my ear. Then. It wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah, he's just kind of stammering to himself. He's like, Something touched me, and I don't like being touched. Randomly, tap the other ear. And he swats at it again. Again, on the second tap, the moment you feel a second tap, with both your passive awareness and your understanding of magic, you figure there's probably something invisible touching you. (laughs) And he turns around, and I assume this touch is coming from the back. Yeah, Yeah, back of your ear. So he kind of whips around and goes, "You can show yourself." You're not clever. Dolus, would Dolus have caught up by now since you Dolus would be about four feet away now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's just like, oh, hello. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. He's just like standing there awkwardly. Doesn't say anything. Hello. (laughs) Were Uh, you touching um, me? He has this realization. He's like, um, yes, sorry, that was me. I was just very, um, interested. What are you, a mage hand user? Seen... You're quite far from me. Well, yes, I am, uh, 
slightly skilled in the magics, and he like rubs his hand. Roll was... deception on the. <laughs> uh, I was not the one touching you. <laughs> no, he said he. Oh, he said he was. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And roll deception on the. I was the one touching you. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, sorry. I mixed that. I got that backwards. <laughs> that is a thirteen. My brain. That's a thirteen. Yeah. I think both Twink and Socrates. Yeah, know. Twink <laughs> and Socrates both know that you're. Just, that's not true at all, and you're clearly very uncomfortable. Uh, Twink's gonna make an investigation check on this person. Roll. <laughs> Uh, that's ooh, that's actually not bad because investigation is good. That is a seventeen total. Seventeen total. I am a chaos bringer to doors. <laughs> ooh, against your team. That would be Ian. I have a question for you because I. Yeah, what's up? Minor illusion. Uh, spell save DC. What would that be? Should be intelligent. Minor illusion. He's doing disguise. But he's doing disguise self. Oh, he's doing disguise self. I'm sorry. Wait. Nope. It's the same. So, uh, but it's the spell save DC, which is charisma for warlocks. What'd you roll? 17. You can tell that he is definitely not who he looks like. There is (laughs) definitely magic that is altering his appearance. Twink's going to walk up to Dolus. He'll put his hand on his beard and Socrates Socrates is also going to walk forward and take a direct step toward what I assume is where Lotus is currently occupying. Lotus is directly between you and Dolus. (laughs) Yeah, so he takes completely around and she was there and Dolus is there. Yeah, Yeah. so So, he's walking directly forward. Almost. Yeah, he's walking directly forward. What happens, right? (laughs) Yeah, what does Lotus do? There is a there is a back. Does well, like, like, uh. <laughs> she make the noise? <laughs> a, a very small noise. You, with your heightened werewolf senses, immediately hear something one foot in front of you. And he claps his shoulder down. Or he claps he his claps hand, down. hand down on her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You just you you just get you just feel hair? As soon as he, as soon as Dolus sees that he like put his hand down, uh, he will immediately go and grab his hand and like lift it, just out of instinct. And he looks down at the invisible space that was that he definitely felt occupied, and goes, "Well, hello there. And who might you be?" I think we should take this conversation somewhere else. I quite agree. Lotus uh, is going to duck and try to like sneak away to the side. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can do that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Dolus lets down his um, accent. He's like, "Yes, I think we might should." That oh. wasn't a sentence, but you know what I mean. Yes, I think we might should. Think we might should. <laughs> <laughs> mm, taking a look around, is there somewhere private that we could have just a little conversation? Maybe like an alley or like a Maybe behind like a wall. I kind of just sent the guard into the alley. Great. <laughs> near an alley further away from the guard like south because he went north yeah i just mm-hmm. uh, wherever perceptively we would notice okay. somewhere so first thing you would notice you'd head over by a bunch of crates and barrels near one of the biggest ships it's sort of like a tall stack so being on the south side of it you're you're clear from like the harbor master tower and where you know that there are guards and if that's good with all of you that's that's the place you'd be first good with me okay 
that's where you go. So he's gonna look at Dolus and uh So what do you actually look like? What's has it, it been to you? Almost an hour? Has it been an hour since we left our house? It has probably been about forty five to fifty minutes since you left your house. So you got a little bit more time. <laughs> and so Dolus is just like, What's it to you? I mean it's nothing to me, I was just curious. Well, that is uh, not information I'm willing to disclose to uh, someone who I don't know. I'm poking his lotus poking. Of... <laughs> poking his ears again. Like oh, t- just by the by the way, uh, Twink also has pointy ears. <laughs> They're just crooked. Pointy ears. <laughs> <laughs> so who's she poking? Yeah, she's gonna poke a bit. Is she? Is, <laughs> is she just swapping? You both. <laughs> Feel periodic little tippy taps on your ears. Okay. Almost okay. like somebody's doing tiny little drumsticks. So you don't want to disclose what you look like. Can you at least tell me who your friend is? Uh, he, um... She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> she doesn't swear yet. They both, <laughs> they both, like, point right at, like, like Twink points right at you because you keep touching him. So he, mm-hmm. he gets an idea of where in the space you are. <laughs> Dolus just kind of lowers his head and just get behind me. I have no ill intention towards your friend. I just want We're to know what your going. plans are. I don't know that. Lotus is gonna... You're more than welcome to fill us out if you want. I just want to know what your plans are. We're not uh, going to hurt you. And uh, Socks, who actually has his quarterstaff attached to the back of his bag, takes it out and drops it behind, like, drops it to his side. Can I pick it up? Also, Twink has no weapon, so you wouldn't feel super. He's a gnome. Intimidated. He's a gnome. He's going like, no, stop. (laughs) Just like at the empty space, like behind him. Um, And he's like, me and my uh, companion here are trying to leave this place. Well, you don't exactly look like you need to be going anywhere other than the fact that you're using magic in plain sight. Lotus is going to get on all fours and reach over and start and grab like the end of the quarterstaff and slowly drag it towards his Does Socks notice his quarterstaff? Socks' passive perception is good enough that he notices the moment his quarterstaff starts dragging itself slowly. He kind of pivots his ankle and puts his foot down on it. As as Dolus sees it move, he kind of like reaches down to like where her shoulder would be and just like pulls her up and just like has his hand on her shoulder. Uh, see, you miss because you think you know where her shoulder's gonna be, but her hand was under that, and Socks just put his foot on it, so her and hand and her is now pinned to the ground. Yeah, she was on all fours as well. I see. I'm like she, her hand is now kind of pinched, sort of roughly to the floor. <laughs> and he looks down <laughs> at the invisible because I I got her hand correct or did I just you, no her? you put your foot on the staff but the way she would have grabbed the staff you pinned her hand under it <laughs> and he looks down and goes you know you can dismiss that we know you're there she, you just feel taps on your foot really really frantic tiny taps would Dolus be able to like see like would he know from seeing what is on the ground happening right now that her hand is being pinned he'd also know pretty well because he's still the one concentrating on keeping her invisible 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm just saying, would he know that her hand is currently being like pinched? Yes, the 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 staff is at an angle with nothing mm. supporting. <laughs> uh, Dolus just says says very sternly, "Move your foot." Now, now, and no, lo- and let go. And he like, yeah, he picks his ahead. foot up. And so then I she, assume, and he, yeah, I assume ahead. based on the fact that she or whoever you'd you'd recognize it's a feminine voice and smell yeah uh that she is uh not the one controlling whether or not she is visible right now that might be true so feel free to go ahead and dismiss any of this and we can have a conversation well i can't really do that escape can't really do that in this uh city we would stand out a lot more than you, if I may just say that. We have extra limbs. It's quite all right. I understand. Would you at least care to introduce yourself? I am Socrates in shoes. <gasps> Socks. What? <laughs> he, <laughs> he just kind of goes... <laughs> and he... Um... Dolus then extends his hand and just like he doesn't shake it but he just like grasps it Dolus and let's go and your little friend here Lotus a pleasure he was to gonna, meet you Lotus he was like about to open his mouth to say like a fake name but she up. he's like Guess that and she said it like good. full volume like excited yeah. to introduce yourself like no- Lotus noticing <laughs> notice, noticing this uh, this exchange he looks and looks down at her, or where he assumes she still is, and goes, It's a pleasure to meet you, Lotus. I like your ears. Thank you, I was born with them. <laughs> uh, Dolus will then look to uh, Twink and be like, And you? Oh, my name's Twink. And then he just like kind of nods. Like, I like well. your ears too. <laughs> yes, I noticed. <laughs> So, so he's I... just he Dolus then goes so about getting out of here you two don't seem like you would belong in this town either do you uh, think that you have a way out well, I guess my first question is what's your reasoning for being here in the first place well I don't really have a home I've been wandering let's just say and I ended up here just the other night, I was staying in an abandoned home a couple blocks down. Okay. So, uh, Lotus, you'd probably feel a little weird about him saying you have no home. That sentence hits a little weird. Lotus? <laughs> Not now. You're good, Ian. <laughs> You're good. So what are you looking for? You're looking for a new home, or are you looking for temporary asylum? Well, I am looking for shelter. We arrived here, and a day in, we were told that we're not welcome anymore. So. Welcome to the Empire. That seems to be what all of us are facing nowadays. And I used to work for it. 
Uh, Dolus hears that and he like kind of furrows his brow. He's like, used to work for them. It's been about a year. I used to be a professor of high magic. I see. He can do magic too. And Dolus kind of like tugs <laughs> on Dolus' sleeve. He's not the only one. <gasps> More magic users. It's like the bolts. And this is why we need to leave. This place isn't just... safe for us, and I am quite aware of who is coming, and he will not be merciful. Before the conversation can continue much further, there's a really loud whistle from one of the boats, and you hear shouting about heaving and cast off, and you start seeing a few of the smaller boats are leaving, especially ones on the edge. Seems like all the fishermen are definitely getting back out for the afternoon. Dolus? Yes? It's been almost an hour. He... Dolus uh, just kind of looks at them and is like, you keep uh, f- uh, walking around this point that I'm making. How are you planning on leaving? I think you should just stick with us. And when will you you be leaving? How old am I? Because I assume his disguise actually does look fairly young. His disguise disguise looks about what his age would be in human years. So So he, like, (laughs) mid-20s. Oh, okay. I would say that's eight. Yeah, no. He's 5.9 child. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the proper phrase would be Aarakocra years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it looks like he'd be about 25. Which I guess to Socks would still be quite young. I mean, yeah. Socks is a 359, so, yeah, I think. It's anyone under the age of 50 is an infant to Socks. <laughs> and so he, Dolus is just, when he asks, he's about as old as I look. And he looks him up and down, takes his best guess and goes, You're not quite used to anything that I am. I do think Twink is right. I think it might be best if you come with us. We can help you. How long will it take to leave? That we're not quite sure of, but we know where to go in order to no longer be in watching eyes. I understand. And so then... I trust uh, them. They have pointy ears. (laughs) That's not a sign of trusting... Um, and so can just, I mean, you know, for like, like when they both say like, oh, you know, you should stick with us. Dolus yeah. will do an insight check on both of them. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that is a, an unnatural 20. At the same hey! moment, though, at the same moment, though, I want socks to kind of take a long you know, kind of whiff of air, and again, we're gonna insight through smell. <laughs> You're gonna insight through smell now that you I'm know they're there. Both of them. Okay, roll. Okay. Uh, uh, so while you're rolling that, uh, Dolus, there's no real ill intent from either of them. They both seem suspicious, but mostly concerned. That would be a 23, by the way. They seem like you could trust them. 23? Uh, 17 plus 5. It smells an awful lot like pigeon. (laughs) 
also your math is wrong. It's still successful and it smells an awful <laughs> lot like pigeon, but also your math is wrong. So, so, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're definitely adding seven I'm dumb. when you should I'm add dumb. five. <laughs> No, I was, no, I was adding six. six. Oh, well, both wrong. Both of your math is wrong. <laughs> Thank but God I this knew isn't a game of was, math. I knew math was wrong, though. <laughs> anyway. And he just goes... And he, he, he takes that information and just goes, Just come with us, and then I have some questions for you. And he... So Dolus, knowing that Lotus's uh, invisibility won't last for very much longer, he goes, Well, first, here is the introductions you were hoping for and he lets go of his disguise self and the invisibility on lotus at the same time okay uh so you're not necessarily hidden away you're in sort of a an area where most passerby won't see you super well but people are still around and can see you so they suddenly watch as this sort of bigger raggedy looking like 25 year old man fades away into this almost magic dust that falls off of the shoulders and wings of an Aarakocra. <laughs> Did I just mispronounce that? Did I just butcher that? No, that's, no, that's it. Okay. I'm like, uh, and at the same time as this man morphs into a bird person, suddenly there is a second one who just <laughs> appears out of thin air you get a you you startle a woman walking by so bad she squeaks and rushes the other direction uh and then you're immediately disregarded because there's too much other shit going on mm-hmm. and socks Dolus, is very... go ahead no i was gonna say dolus like puts down his disguised self and then after he- hearing and seeing the woman uh he just looks uh what's it called he looks socrates in the eyes and then he puts it back up. He's like, don't want to draw too much attention. And, and then Sox he takes actually... off. Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, go. you go ahead. And so then as, but like, well, I, would, I was going to say, actually, before he puts it back up, he takes off his coat. But when he puts the disguised self back up, it's, he still looks the same. But just now that if someone were to touch, they would like, it wouldn't feel natural you know like their head would like phase in where the coat would be and he kind of throws his coat onto lotus Ah. he's like cover up and uh socks gets very excited because he has heard of aarakakras and that they are from the elemental plane of air whom he has never interacted with any creatures of this type before Mm -hmm. i assume i believe you would have just interacted with Ganassi, who yeah. are also from the elemental planes, but not the same way that like Arakakra are and stuff. Yeah. So like he he gets very excited. He goes and Arakakras, oh, that's 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 brilliant. I have so many questions. I mean, I've 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 studied your kind, and they they're they're, they're beautiful and absolutely just that is very I, that is very nice, sir. Uh, you can ask me all of those questions. Uh, on the boat as we're leaving this town, please. Right. <laughs> uh, d- anyway, uh, Twink, uh, sh- shall, shall we go? I have so many questions. Well, I couldn't say where the man was pointing. You're going to have to take a ship. That's right. And here we go. <laughs> and so he does like socks. Uh, as you guys are heading southern, 
uh, in the southern direction of the harbor towards the boat, you start to hear big, loud horn. In the city, there's... It's clearly not okay. There's some kind of commotion going on. You can hear it even all the way down in the loud harbor. Uh, generally gonna probably give you a pretty solid sense of urgency. <laughs> they sound almost like war horns. <laughs> are you going? Are we going to play hide and seek again, or not? Not not right now. Just put the hood up. They won't be able to see you. You'll be hiding. And Socrates puts his hand on Dolus's back and is like, "We we should go now." That, that's what I've been saying. And he kind of uh, he's almost at a running pace, like more along the lines of like a light jog to try and get over to okay. where it's a dead sprint for their gnome. So <laughs> yeah, Do- Dolus is grabbing Lotus's hand and is like pulling her along. Lotus is following. Uh, so. As you get towards the last dock, you start to see a collection of mishmashed kind of people of all sorts of different races. Some of them are even human, but they're clearly uncomfortable. They're probably raggedy. They look like they're sort of outcasts. They're all unreliables at this dock. Uh, And as you approach, they're all shouting and struggling and you hear you hear a voice, really gruff voice, in the back of the crowd, just come down, come down. I have to take you a few at a time. I can't load y'all on it once. You'll tip the whole bush over. And as you approach the crowd, you see this really raggedy-looking sailor, curled hair all out to crazy. He's missing an eye, and he does not have an eye patch for it. Uh, he is just kind of hunched over, but he's still moving. He's still going good. And the ship that you're coming upon is a three-masted, beautiful galleon. It looks like it was freshly made. It's gorgeous. Uh, and on the side of it, in bright letters, is the fog slip. Uh, would I recognize this man as Harmon? You don't know what Harmon looks I didn't get a description of him from Fairmont? No, you were told okay. to look Yeah, you were told to look for Harmon. That's all you got. It's a boat. It's a boat. It's a boat. Yes, it's a boat. I could try to sneak my way to the front. I'm sure I could get underneath everybody. Uh, it's, it's best I come with you. He, uh, the, that man may be our Harmon, and he may recognize my friend's name, Fairmont. If you think what? you can get up there faster, feel free to go up there and make your introductions for us. So your friend's name was Fairmont. How does he know Harmon? I couldn't tell you if I'd be honest. How do you know him? Fairmont? How do I know Fairmont? You taught him. Oh. oh. Uh, he, he was one of my students back in the day. Before he was an old man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's quite old now. Okay. Well. I believe you should come with me then. What right. about those? You think they could make it through the crowd? Actually, I have a better idea. 
you stay with them and and monty or Mon, not monty socrates is going to use misty step to jump to the front of the crowd Dangerous. Risque. I like it. <laughs> Let me read over Misty Step again real quick to make sure I don't fuck this up. Yeah. Uh, you just are next to Harmon now. You just zwoomp next to this captain, man. The moment you appear, you appear on the left side that has no eye, so he does not react at all. <laughs> and he goes, are you Harmon? Hey! Don't sneak up on me like that! I don't wear the eye patch so it's clear. I, I'm I'm sorry. It was quite hard to tell from from the distance I was at. Uh, my name is Socrates. Uh, Fairmont sent me, and I may have procured a few others. Fairmont sent you. Correct. I I taught him when he was. Quite a bit kind younger of, now. Kind of staring off into nothing as the crowd is all shouting. And he like completely spaces out from them and he's like, I knew Fairmont when he was a long yard. Young lad. Word. You! And he like points to you, but he's not pointing to you because he has no depth perception. <laughs> Kind of pointing past you. Oh, I was hoping he would just kind of almost like That's tap a me perfect on the nose. thing for a captain. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Did not have depth perception. And he goes, So Fairmont sent you. Correct. Just you. He did just send me, but I have procured. Well, I guess to me they would be children, but they they need a place to go. To point to your ones such as yourself, we're all children. I'm damn near in the grave, and I'm a child. <laughs> Don't you think I look childish? <laughs> yes, the epitome of youth. Uh, Kieran, you were at the front of the crowd with Rook, and you watched Socks appear in front of you. Fuck! <laughs> 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 so you're now watching him have this conversation with the captain, who Rook was just trying to convince to let them on board. Uh, oh, was Rook seeming to have, like, any, like, difficulty trying to convince? Oh, yeah, he was not getting anywhere. Oh. <laughs> apparently, apparently Harmon knows Rook, and they're not friends. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll kind of, like, seeing, uh, recognizing him, I'll try and, like, saddle up, like, closer to, like, behind him, and just, like, passively watching, and I, like, whisper over to Rook. So, what do you reckon, uh, what do you reckon the kind of, like, spirit around here is? Do you think there's anything we can kind Looks of like, trade for almonds? To, to be honest with you, mm. I could not tell you what this geezer wants. You know, He once asked me for a cask of mead, and when I brought it to him, he lit it on fire and called me a shithead. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Certainly an interesting type. I don't think I could bargain with him then. Basically, um, I came here to check if he was in a good mood. And if he was, we'd have been sold. And if he wasn't, I'd have thrown you up on the ship, punched him into the ocean, and we'd have taken it ourselves. And you reckon that... How close do you think we are to that happening? Well, I mean, he's about four feet in front of me, so about four feet. 
I I think I'll give it another few minutes. I I don't dis I don't dislike your plan though. If I see a guard, I'm killing this man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and would I have heard the conversation they were having? Uh, yeah, it's, they're like five feet in front of you. Uh, looking around, I I like look for the um. Because I'll, I'll look for the little gnome. Well, I didn't get it. Okay. Good luck finding the two foot tall person. Yeah, I, I'm like looking. I, I realized I couldn't see him. So I'm looking at people's feet, essentially. I look like I'm trying to steal somebody's shoes. Yeah, he's at the back of the crowd. You don't see shit. Ugh. You don't see. You're just staring at everybody's feet. <laughs> and also, you are not paying attention to the conversation that Sox is now having. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so Harmon, gotta get back in my Harmon, <laughs> gotta hunch over a little, <laughs> close one eye, <laughs> it was, there, Monsignor, you can't be that bad, do you know how to run a ship? Not a clue, I've had experience with a few dinghies, you're perfect, the last time I had a crew who knew how to run a ship, they stabbed out me eye and took my boat. Sounds quite alright, and I... <laughs> you wanna know the best part? What? I took the boat back. I couldn't get the eye back. I see now why Fairmont was a friend of yours. Uh, the crowd starts kind of pushing forward a little, and with the reflexes of a fucking cat... Harmon pulls a fucking revolver out of his jacket and points it at the nearest dude's face and goes, You come another step towards my beautiful gem. And you'll never step again. And I personally like doing lots of steps. <laughs> and he spins the revolver really dexterously and puts it in his vest. <laughs> and uh, so Socrates turns back to Harmon and goes, would it, would it be all right if my companions came? Do your companions know how to run a boat? No, two of them are birds. And one is a gnome. I suppose birds can run a boat. One of them is a child. Oh, I don't think children birds can. <laughs> all right. I think you're pretty nice. 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 I have lice. You'll want to be cautious of that. Noted. And, uh... Uh, the conversation is immediately broken by another much closer horn, and the crowd immediately starts pushing. Crew that is already on deck pulls muskets out and points them down at the crowd. <laughs> and, and Sox immediately goes, Okay, okay, uh, and he casts Minor Illusion in the at about two foot nine uh, in the spot where he's almost positive he came from his misty step. Yeah, okay. Bring the bring the kids. Come. Okay. I imagine. <laughs> um, well, you heard the man. We better make our way up there. I don't know if minor illusion works like that. I just assume sound. You can make a sound. Also sentence. You can make sound. You're good. Okay. Can we fly? No. I don't recommend it. Okay. And uh, 
I'll start kind of pushing my way through the crowd. Dolus just kind of like keeps holding Lotus's hand. He's like, keep very close. Just as you know, my way of pushing through the crowd isn't getting your way of pushing through the crowd. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so their legs are moving to the sides for me, but their shoulders are still kind of blocking your path. Yeah. So Tweak's getting through really fine. Most of them aren't moving because they have guns pointed at them. Mm. Uh, but they're they're not really wanting to let you through. Hmm. Everybody wants on this boat. Uh, he just, uh, Dolus, like, kind of crouches down and goes, Twink! Right, How am I supposed issues? to get through? Well, that's a great question. What can you do? <sighs> Dolus, um, stands up and he just kind of starts walking it almost seems like he's walking away from the crowd but he just goes to a slightly more open area and then uh uh lotus asks him where they're going is up now and so uh dolus will begin flying (laughs) just just flies up above the crowd and towards the front excitedly flies up as well uh all the muskets suddenly aim up at the bird person as they take off but Harmon immediately goes, no, no, no! <laughs> the bird! <laughs> Lotus is going to fly over to Socks and land very neatly beside him. Dolus just kind of plops down. <laughs> I imagine goes, a few seconds later I come pushing through the legs of the group. <laughs> yeah. And so Harmon goes, so this is them then. Well, I mean, that's those two is thems. <laughs> this is Lotus, Dolus, and Twink. They are very kind and might I say quite resourceful from what I've seen already. I don't remember my own names most mornings. But I think I'll try my best with yours. <laughs> Low listen, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Stockin. He looks really like kindly up at socks. <laughs> <laughs> now get on the boat before I shoot you. And and he kind of like jet like almost herds uh both Dolus and Lotus inside. Dolus uh, kind of like so, reacts to his hand and continues. So, so as he herds them up, I kind of turn around because I'm sure with my passive uh investigation. You would have noticed you walked un- right like, past Kieran. Right past Kieran, yeah. And I would have yeah, pointed I was, like, working for him. I would have pointed, I would have yeah, said... You would have watched as he walked past you in front of the crowd. Yeah, that one's with us, too. And Socrates turns around and goes, Oh, yeah, friend. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, you worry about you, I'll worry about me. Harmon kind of sits there and goes, That one came up with... Bishop. My name's Rook. <laughs> Rook. You've known me since I was 12. Your old goat. Well, personally, I don't know that one, but I know the other one. Points and goes, Do you know this one? And he points at Rook. Oh, he's asking me? Yeah. I've only known him for about four minutes. 
So Nook looks really. at you super fucking offended. He looks at you super <laughs> fucking offended and like angry. <laughs> and Harmon goes, get on the boat, go, go. <laughs> and I <laughs> you leave Rook Skedaddles. shocked and pissed off. I assume Kieran kind of blows past both me and Twink. Um, oh, I, so... I, I wouldn't. I would have appreciated Twink, and I, I was like, "Thanks." Uh, well, I said we were friends, but you know, let's. I can make that true. Oh, yeah. we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, so you're all getting up on the the deck of the ship really quick. Harmon starts to follow you up, and as he starts to follow you up, the crowd gets really riled again. And Rook comes up, and he's like, "I'm not letting this boat leave without." And he's mid sentence. Harmon turns around and plugs a bullet between his eyes. Oh. And he falls into the ocean between the dock and the ship. What is that thing? Socrates turns to Twink and goes, so I would say that if that other one becomes a problem, you take care of him. But I think Harmon will do it before we have the chance to look at him. And okay. I'm and I'm looking at that ocean and I'm looking <laughs> at Harmon as like Hi Captain. <laughs> Harmon turns around and goes that boy Rock always did love to swim. He looked like he sunk like a rock too. <laughs> and he climbs up and he he hooks his foot into the gangplank as he gets to the top of it and just like heaves it onto the deck in one little movement. And he goes, Aye! We're burning daylight! Let's go! We gotta run an entire army! <laughs> and then he goes, Smells like the wind's wrong, Rick points to your group and he goes, you lot. You said you don't know how to run a boat. Not a clue. Who told you that? (laughs) He looks down at Twig and goes, you know how to run a boat! Nope. I'm just curious, (laughs) who told you that? (laughs) And he goes, to be honest with you, I can't remember who told me. (laughs) I think it was the little one. (laughs) I'm the little one. <laughs> Yar! <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> uh, and he just completely, immediately disregards you and heads over to the helm, where he shoves his helmsman out of the way and grabs onto the 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 mast as the sails unfurl, and the ship starts to make its way out of the harbor. Certainly, style. The magic boat is moving. Dolus, the magic boat. Seems to be. It's not magic. It's science. What science? <laughs> like magic. <gasps> magic science. How old is your... And he kind of trails off because he's not sure of the relation between Dolus and Lotus. Mm-hmm. He just called her a companion earlier. Yeah. God, she, she put up two fingers. <laughs> Two. A almost. A, a, almost. Almost. A almost two-year-old, Aracocra. You. And and you. Are probably in your twenty. Why did you take this child out uh, so far? Especially to a completely different plane. She's my sister. Right. 
And how exactly did you end up on this plane? That's not something I am willing to tell you right now. Well, for now, I'd say this is the safest we've been in days. Uh, you're a couple hundred feet out into the harbor. When you start hearing lots of shouts and screams coming from where you just came from, uh, and as you are a solid distance away from the dock now, fairly safe, uh, you look back and there's just a massive amount of guards moving on the harbor, led by a man in big silver armor with this massive great helm that has these like fucking golden spikes out of the top. And Sox would immediately recognize that that's Atronon. <laughs> Sox can feel himself almost get immediately angry. Because I, I assume that, like, would he have known Atronon even as a person? No. no. Like, he he would have known Atronon was a general. And, like, he would have heard lots about him because he lived and worked in the main capital but he wouldn't know him personally. He'd just be a dude he'd probably seen in passing. And he just kind of sighs partially in frustration and goes, how the Empire has fallen. So, uh, where are you all situated on the ship? I want to ask real quick. Um, Having seen Hammond just like basically chuck this man overboard. I would keep my a respectable distance from Hammond and go to the other. The, so you're, like, the fr- you're the front of the ship, far away from the helm. Oh yes, Got but it. and just and just like looking out, and it's like, hmm, he's a, uh, he's an intimidating man, and I think I'm good over here. Okay, Lotus and, would and be just, on the other. Sorry, Lotus would be on the other side away from the harbor, just looking into the ocean, just super excited. Okay. Mm. Uh, uh, the other three of you? I mean, you were just having a conversation, so... Mm-hmm. I just guess they're all a just similar kind of... little, like, cluster near the middle. Mm-hmm. Probably, I would probably be sitting up against the map. So you all take a moment to kind of reflect in the piece of, like, you just escaped that... Whatever's happening there with the screaming and the crying and the guy who looks like he with a thought. You're all sort of relaxing at peace. And you all take a moment to look away from the harbor at the ocean in front of you. Uh, when you hear from far above you, Captain! They're in pursuit! And the whole crew rushes to the sides of the deck to look back and see a skiff covered in soldiers taking off after your galley. Well, that doesn't seem What's the skiff made of? The skiff? Yeah. It's wood. It's a ship. Yeah, people following us, Phyllis. That's not good. Oh. They are why we left. Do I give them the bop back? You, no. Oh. Boop? Not, 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 not yet. Okay. Uh, Harmon immediately is like, Anua shouldn't have sold McCannons for the rum. 
And someone next to him goes, Sir, you didn't buy rum. You bought jars of pickles. <laughs> and he goes, It stings just the same when you pour it in the wounds. <laughs> Dolus kind of takes his, his robe off of Lotus and like swings it over himself and like ties it around. And then he's just like, uh, like it's very you, intense. You hear the same voice that called out that they're in pursuit. They're gaining mighty fast, sir. Their ship's a lot lighter than ours. And Harmon goes, At least I didn't sail the muskets. Ready up, crew. No, not, not yet. Uh, and as the skiff pursues you and the entire crew readies for combat and you pull out of the harbor, that is where we are going to end our session. <coughs> Woo! Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> that, that, like, okay. good. <laughs> Hell yeah. At, at one point, I forgot I was here and just started watching. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, and, and then Cryo was like, Kieran. I was like, oh, yeah. Huh? Like, Kieran's, I'm Kieran's playing. playing. Oh, yeah. What would he do? <laughs> I haven't been thinking about it at all. No, I, was, right. I spent all my time like, wait, why am I? What, what, what would I do? Oh, He's I like, to... Kieran, what are you doing? As is like, yeah, no, I can't wait to see what Kieran does. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm Kieran. <laughs> my thought is, what would Kieran do? Why would, why what would Kieran do? WWKD? Why would Kieran do? Let Kieran take the wheel. That was so good. That was really good. I'm gonna gonna be real. Uh, uh, Oh, props to the DM. That was really. really That was okay, I guess. I was really tempted to throw y'all into combat there, but we would have been here for like two more hours. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for for joining us for this first lovely session of. We don't have a name. I forgot a terrible detail that I want that you all would have noticed and been notably aware of that I completely forgot in my mind. At standing at the top of the skiff, standing at the bow, is Atronaut. Oh, I'll go fuck myself then. (laughs) (laughs) What do you reckon that hell mistress for show? (laughs) Okay. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. I, I. I guess this will be posted every Monday. We'll say Monday, and I'm just not going to release these for a few weeks, so we have a few. There you go. <laughs> so it's always yeah. every Monday. This was so much fun. It was so much fun playing with y'all. I'm so very excited for you all to enjoy this campaign, which will henceforth be referred to as the Star Lost Seas. Yes. Love to see it. Pirate, pirate, so, <laughs> if you guys enjoyed, uh, make sure to subscribe. Come see us. Check out everybody's links below. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.